Welcome to Mac and Blue, where we introduce you to who is building Arizona, bringing you the people and businesses that shape the landscape around us. From economic development and developers, underwriters and lenders, architects and engineers, to the very builders and suppliers that bring it all together. Now let's join our hosts, Robert Johnson and JJ Levensky, aka Mac and Blue. Wow. It has been a long time, a long time. He doesn't know this, I don't think, but it's been every bit of four weeks for me, and it's been three for you. Yeah. I'm Robert Johnson, Vice President of Business Development at Tory Contracting. You are J.J. Levinsky, President at Blue Wave General Contracting. There you go. How you doing? Good. How are you? Long time no see. Yeah. And uh, batteries not included. Batteries not but included. But a beautiful shirt. Yeah. Yeah. For I, those of you listening, I look good. <laughs> yeah. And for anybody that's watching, yeah, he's a liar. Daryl, our famous producer. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Thank you. Did you miss me? Yes, I did. It's been a while. Yeah. But did you miss me? That really? Is, truly miss me? Truly, I did. Yes. Awesome. It's we been missed, very hard to control. We missed JJ. this place. So, for anyone that doesn't know, we were on an every other Thursday schedule, mm-hmm. and we decided to go to an every Monday schedule. So, that was the the gap, if you will, on why Mac and Blue was kind of silent for a while. And then you throw in the 4th of July holiday and the fact that 90% of Arizona leaves, leaves the state in July. Not just July, but <laughs> pretty much July through August, <laughs> September. Uh-huh. So with that, yeah, um, our guest today is Casey Kendall with Prosperity North Advisors. That is correct. I got it. I did it without looking. Is he a doctor? No, he's going to tell us that in a minute. Oh, okay. Welcome. I, I do have the student loans of a doctor. <laughs> oh, wow. If, if that counts. Oh, one of you guys with has a bunch of acronyms behind his name that don't mean anything. Exactly. <laughs> tell us what you do Yeah, and uh, for who you do it. Absolutely. So I own and operate with my wife, Prosperity North Advisors. Uh, we are a independent insurance brokerage firm uh, located in Gilbert. Awesome. Okay. You're an East Valley guy. I'm a West Valley guy. And how come everybody that comes in here is an East Valley people? I don't know. Yeah. It could be the attraction. Or, 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 or it just or, happens to be where everything's happening. But, so, yeah. so, Casey, apart, we'll go down... We'll allow you to do, elaborate on a lot of that, but in the context of, you know, what Mac and Blue is about, which is building Arizona, it doesn't just mean general contracting. Well, our audience is anything related to what's building Arizona. And we reached out to you because you have a high presence on LinkedIn and other social media platforms with what you're doing on uh, what Casey's Corner, correct? Correct. Right. And so... If you would, just explain what that is, and then maybe we'll go back and talk a little bit insurance and then go back and forth between kind of the two things or anything else that you've got. But this is all about paying it forward on this podcast and trying just to expose everyone in the valley or outside the valley of what it, you know, what we're doing collectively as as all of us in our different industries to help build our Arizona. So with that, go ahead. So I'm an insurance guy. It's what I do. Do I love insurance? Yes. I do. I'm probably the only guy you'll ever meet who loves insurance. However, there is no way to promote your own insurance business without looking like a jerk unless you're promoting someone else. So I've found 
that the best way to promote my business is to promote somebody else's business. Thus, Casey's Corner was born. So Casey's Corner isn't quite a podcast. It's not a television show. It's on all forms of social media. So YouTube, very big on Facebook, Instagram, um, in uh, LinkedIn, uh, even, even the TikTok, so to speak. And what I do is I highlight local small businesses uh, in and around the East Valley. And so that I spend anywhere from five to seven minutes, typically, sometimes it'll be more, sometimes it'll be less, could be up to, to 10 to 15 minutes in some cases, where I just interview a business owner and understand who their ideal client is, who they're servicing, how long they've been around, how they got started in it. It's not quite the in-depth that you would, you might get in a podcast, but it gives them an opportunity to get their message out. I put all their contact information in, and I put their uh, logo in there, and I push it out to all forms of social media. And I've had to battle, I think, uh, what you might call the, the big tech giant, so to speak, of either videos getting squished. You know, a lot of these social media, if you're not paying them or paying for the right. space, right. they're going to, they're, they're not going to promote the video. It's not going to hit specific algorithms, those types of things. So I've had to take necessary steps to make sure that that message is getting out. So one of the things that I've pivoted for is not just throwing up a whole, a whole episode on a Thursday and saying, please watch the next seven minutes, but cutting it into one minute segments. Yeah. Mm. Wisdom. Yeah. So, okay, keep going. Sorry. So yeah. being able to, to not necessarily do it in order, but give a one to two minute soundbite and say the full video will, will be released. Here's where to find it. Yeah. Um, and how long have you been doing this now? So Casey's Corner was established in 2020 uh, at the height of at the height of the pandemic. Right. Um, so, was it because of the pandemic? It, it was. Was it driven? I mean, it was driven. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. So I actually found myself out of work. Prosperity North was born. Because, oh, interesting. Because I I had to, and again, I needed to promote my own business by promoting somebody else's business, and I really try to take a servant leadership approach in facilitating somebody else's success however that I can. So I lead a purpose-driven life, practicing conscious capitalism. There's enough for us all to go around. Right. And if you've got a, a business, you're not necessarily a multi-level marketing scheme, or maybe a decent one, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but if you've got a business that. or an LLC or an idea, I've interviewed someone who had an Etsy shop because she wanted to sell that because she was staying home with her daughter. Right. So, Man, there's so much wisdom in, in what you're doing. Yeah. It, uh, um, you know, a lot of people just don't get that. They don't get how much you can do for yourself by shining the light on somebody else. Just, I mean, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking when he was talking and we we're all grinning at each other's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Hats off to you. Boy, my mind's exploding now that I ask you a million questions and I can't even focus on one. Start with, I've noticed you've had a lot of construction related people on. Is that, do you do that on purpose or are they typically your clients or how does that work? So to be honest with you, I haven't had a whole lot of clients on, so okay. to speak. I have had clients on. And in fact, when I'm scheduling a Casey's Corner, it I just say to someone, very simply, I'm not asking to write your insurance. 
All I'm asking is that if you or someone you know is making an insurance decision, just keep me in mind in the future and I'll promote the crap out of you. Wouldn't you know how many times I get tagged in Facebook where someone's looking for an insurance guy and they say, talk to Casey. And I don't write their insurance. I've taken the time to, to, to do that for them. So going back to the original question, right. contractors. I like contractors. That's where I cut my teeth. That's how you and I met. True. Originally, I was working for a large firm that was strictly going after contractors. So it's gone that natural route just because I'm highly trained in working with contractors and what that liability means and and what it's like to get out a certificate of insurance. Otherwise, that job can't get going, those types of things. So I'm naturally drawn to that market. Basically, if you have uh, an, an insurance need, I will look at that for you. So how? So if I look at the next people on Casey's Corner, are they coming to you or are you going out to them? <laughs> or both? I can't. Well, that's not true. I think it's 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 uh, it's probably a 50-50 split. You would be surprised how many people reach out, like the idea, but then don't show up. Oh, yeah, we can believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. Do a podcast. You'll learn. <laughs> Do a podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or, or they'll never get back to you, or they won't be prepared, or... You know what I think some of that is? I really believe some of it is fear. Could I believe be. that it's people that get real excited about the possibility. It's like, oh, you're talking to them, and they're just jazzed. And then they stop and think about the fact that they're going to have to be on an interview with you and they just come up with other things to do. I, and some of it can legitimately be busy, but I do, I think some of it is it's easy for us because we do this now weekly on Mondays at 3 PM mountain standard time. But we're not intimidating, are we? Maybe the way we dress, but other than that, maybe a little smell. You're a pretty intimidating guy. The, the smell, maybe, but yeah. beyond that. I mean, it's very difficult to get over the sound of your own voice. I mean, that's it's true. something that simple. That is true. You know, a lot of times when I'm picking up my studio, so to speak, I'll just put it on on play just to make sure that that they're comfortable with it and we're, you know, just reviewing mm-hmm. it at, a, at the highest level. And inevitably, 50% of the time, someone will say, I hate the way my voice sounds. Yeah. Well, Let's go back. Uh, you made me think of like what I wanted you to talk about so that uh, the audience can appreciate what you've done, the leaps of faith that you've done and the, uh, the conscious capitalism that you're talking about. What can you give for advice of on your own journey? Like A, how did you start the journey? Uh, go into a little bit deeper. And then B, you know, the why and the how behind it. Because I, I would think that a lot of people in the audience, one of the main reasons I wanted you on was we took the podcast approach. You're doing it a, in a little, a slightly different way, but yet it's super effective as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see how many people are watching you, following you, liking you. And that isn't what the, the three of us around this table, that isn't why we do it. We do it to pay it forward and to expose all these things that we sure. want to talk about to the greater good of what we're trying to accomplish. But in that, because you did a little bit different route than we did, that's one of the main reasons I wanted you on to talk about that. So if you if you can, just peel back that onion a little bit, talk about maybe what did you and your wife decide to do this? And then how does it work each week or every other week? Like, you know, sure. like where, where's the jazz and, and how the how and why? Like give people the comfort and the, the leap of faith type thing of what you've done. So 50% of why I'm here is to figure out how to do a podcast. Oh, I just can't. <laughs> that was good. Well, you sign on the dotted line, pay yeah. a little bit of money. And there you have it. No, um, And make yeah. sure Daryl's in your corner. But it's very similar to what you're doing. Yes, it's not as advanced. In yeah. fact, I would think that that's probably one of the things that is, shocking is a tough word, 
but rudimentary, uh, I think is a better word. Mm-hmm. I literally film it on a an iPad that mm-hmm. sits in front of us that with two lapel mics from a splitter cable. Technology is amazing today. And, and it looks good. I edit it in, a, in an app and I can edit a 10-minute video in probably 15 minutes, throwing in logos and everything. So that's also actually my set um, yeah. on there. So I'm sorry, JJ, where... Like what encumbrances do you have or what challenges do you have? And what I'm trying to do is give the audience, because Robert and I try to do it every week with the, with the podcast, so like you can do podcasting. Like we're not afraid. We, we would love it that if a lot of our guests and a lot of our audience would do their own and mm-hmm. whatever is me is meaningful to them. That's kind of the message we want to get across with you today is uh, so someone listening or someone watching on the, on the YouTube video, they would say, oh, Casey inspired me. I'm looking for that sauce. Yeah. Like so. the why and the how and what uh, what encumbrances do you have? What is it uh, when you go to produce it? Uh, how do you get the people? All those kind of things. And what it's doing for your business. Yeah. Sure. Ultimately. Sure. Or I, for their business. Yeah. Well, uh, so going back, I think maybe a lot of people who are, are maybe either no call, no show, look at that and say, oh boy, I wish it had more views. Is this, is it, mm. is the, my time worth that squeeze? Um, and I've had people say, well, well, that video only had 2,000 views. Well, it's not about the amount of views. It's who viewed it. Did they gain any customers from that? Now, in a constant effort, one of my core values of always self-improvement, I could see where, one, I should have pre-canned questions. Right now, I pretty much wing it based off of what their business is. So maybe a little bit more in the pocket, so to speak, in, in talking with them. But following up, did, did, it, did it help? One thing that I wish I could get over to my guests more is it's on me to share it as much as I do, but it's also on you. Put it on your on your Facebook page. Put it on your website. You should be sharing it. I will give you all of the, the content. You can chop it up and make it however you want it to look. So I think that that's probably the biggest area of improvement that I have. When I threw it out there, it was really... I had no idea what I was doing. No idea why did I do it. I wasn't chasing a spotlight or anything like that. No. It's it's really, it was more about how can I get in front of business owners, decision makers, without hawking insurance? No, no it's the exact message. It's the exact yeah. th- same thing that we're doing here. here. We do love shining the spotlight on others. And, it, and it's very genuine for us. However, it does open up avenues for us to talk to people, see people. We never pitch ourselves. We never talk. Well, we technically do on our commercials. But, but we've never, I don't know that I've ever walked away from here talking to one of our, our guests about work. No, not about our businesses. We no, don't. no, about what they do maybe, but never. So yeah, it, but it, it genuinely does work and it increases your visibility in doing it. It increases our visibility in doing it. I have a lot of people that tell me they see all the time. So, right. you know, interesting. We're going to take a break, uh, have a word from a sponsor, and I'll be right back to finish up on some of that. Tory Contracting, your full-service Division 9 contractor. Tory Contracting operates with a smaller, hands-on team. This cohesive structure results in superior workmanship and economical solutions. We deliver projects with unsurpassed commitment to quality and stewardship of budget. Tory Contracting, 
small enough to listen, big enough to deliver. We've hit you with so many questions here. Go ahead, JJ. No, you go. I, 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 what has it, just genuine, genuine curiosity here, what has it done for your business? I'm part of several networking groups, and, and in a lot of those networking groups, they talk about the power of one, and the power of one, of one voice going out, and um, if I can create a little army that is cold calling for me, mm-hmm. and that is sharing my information, mm-hmm. then I've won that game. And that's what I have right now. Okay. So over the course of the last two and a half years, I've interviewed probably 100 plus business owners that I could text message, call, send an email to, um, and ask for a letter of reference um, to see if they wanted to come back to share something on social media. And that's really what it's done for me. I would say that in reviewing just off the top of my head, probably 80% of my book of business mm-hmm. comes from Casey's Corner. Amazing. There we go. Yeah. That is that is what I wanted. Yeah, that's where that's exactly where I, I just kept pulling. Then we were going to get it. But no, it's it's amazing. And and then the the flip side of that is, do you have any insight at all into what it's done for the people you've had on? That's actually an area that I I wish I was better in following up on. Mm-hmm. Um and that's it's I'm going to write that down because mm-hmm. that's important. It's like the Etsy person. I'm just absolutely. Yeah, just it, it's one of those things. I, um, I, I know of. I can think of a couple of people that we've had on. Some of which have big viewing anyway, but it moved the needle for us just having them in a discussion with us. But yeah, it, it's it's really it, it's quite interesting. I, uh, I think as you um, evolve, mm-hmm. I, I've gotten better at it. Sure, I've gotten better at the editing process and. And the tagging process and and putting logos in and those types of things and and had to chop up stuff because it's easier to to do it in small bites. And those are all lessons that I've had to learn. And it's gonna be different for for everybody who's pursuing that. Right. But the biggest thing is 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 consistency. Mm-hmm. I have two college degrees because my mom said, show up, you'll get a C. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I I just I'm processing that statement. Just bear with me. I'm a Pollock. I'm a little slow here. <laughs> Show up, you'll get a C. And and what does that mean? That means your first videos are going to be horrendous. They're going to be horrible. Ask any movie director what he thought of his first movie. Unless you're like Steven Spielberg or yeah. something like that. But but you can tell when someone's matured. I, I, I my best friend at one point when I first started Casey's Corner, he goes, you're mouthing along with what people are saying. I go, I'm just trying to think of the next question. Oh, we've been there before too. And yeah. that feedback said, Casey, you have to be an active listener. Be a listener to what they're saying. That way you can start to have a conversation and I'm not just reading off a list and asking questions. So on that, what... What I really like is we have, I would say in our recent past, because, you know, we just started this a couple months ago, but we've had some pretty big names and some pretty high profile people on the mm-hmm. podcast. What I liked about bringing you in is you represented a different demographic of building Arizona, which was a lot of the smaller business related people. So that, that's kind of where I wanted you to go next and, and just offer up some some advice to all the small business owners that might be listening or watching once this gets published, whether it's live or, you know, if someone's listening five days from now when this kid is all over social media, 
What can you tell that small business owner about your journey so they can have the faith to go do their exposure too? Like how, how do they emulate you? Oof. <laughs> well, you, not, I don't want them to copy you, but how do you, sure. how do they, how do you give them the, the, the spirit and the inspiration to go do something similar to what you're doing? Yeah. So it's figuring out what is going to work for them. Having those conversations with like-minded individuals, somebody who, who sees the big picture, who's not just going to see it as an opportunity to, to get exposure and move on, but as someone who is, is looking at it and saying, okay, with this information, I am now armed with helping this individual out. So if somebody has a, uh, uh, again, going back, I'm a servant leader. I'm a, uh, I learned that and during my master's degree at GCU, which was servant leadership and conscious capitalism. I had no idea what that meant. And I started getting into these studies and learning about the, 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 those pillars of success and what that meant. And that means something different for, for everyone. For, for, for Casey's Corner, the evolution of standing in a park because it was COVID and we had to stand next to a wall because the Amazon delivery hadn't come for my lapel mics, but now I'm standing here with a guy out in a park, but it's too windy to hear, so we're huddled next to a wall. But we're still going to film because I want that guy's business out because he deserves that. He absolutely deserves that exposure, and if I can help him, with that, then there's a possibility that he may retain me and, and his buddy may retain me and, 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 and so on and so forth. So the best advice that I can give someone who's looking for that like social media takeoff or a podcast or a show or whatever it is, try different things um, and what works for you. Uh, but just don't be scared to just jump in with both feet. Yeah. Do it every, every chance you get. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. Consistency yep. is key. Yep. So let's now let's go back into a little bit about what your core business is, which is insurance. And um, what advice do you have for all those small business or regular business owners out there right now in the myriad of what's going on in the insurance world? uh, What would I give another agent? Like advice? No, not another agent. Somebody you want to sell some insurance. Like if you were. Oh, if I was going to sell them insurance. Yeah. 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 What's the biggie? You know, the the biggest thing, I, I do a lot of commercial insurance. I love working with small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find them to be uh, uh, not as fickle as maybe an individual might be. What I could tell with, what I could tell someone who's looking for commercial insurance or starting, let's mm-hmm. say it's a contractor or, or something, you have to be able to to make sure that that insurance is aligned. So I believe that insurance should be affordable, aligned, and easy to understand. What does that mean? That means understanding your situation as a whole. Are, are, are individuals going to be driving on behalf of your business? Yes or no? No. Okay, then you don't necessarily need hired and non-owned auto because that's just going to be an added expense if no one's going to be driving. Now, if someone's like, Oh, I sent her to the post office twice a week. That's going to be worth that endorsement. So it's those little things. It's also, again, showing up. I win a lot of business because I show up and I follow up. Whether that's an email, a phone call, text message, whatever it is, is I'm always going to be there. I 
I have an office. I work from home. I've got two cell phones. You already talked about right. that. There's no way that you're not going to get a hold of me. The only way you're not going to get a hold of me is if I don't want to talk to you. And so that means that I'm always, you should always be there for your clients. You should always be there in every situation, good, bad, or indifferent. I take the philosophy of, if even if it costs me time or money, I will make any situation right. Yeah, that's good. So, so it, when you're in the insurance business, the the business of uh, writing insurance, you, it, it, it's first and foremost about mitigating risk. I would assume. So, your everybody's risk is different, which is what you're talking about. Their risk of having employees out on the road driving, whatever those things are. What types of commercial insurance do you write? I mean, is it is it just general liability? Is it or, or can it get you know, much more boutique than that. Sure. Absolutely. So I do general liability, mm-hmm. commercial auto, mm-hmm. inland marine, which is also known as property mm-hmm. insurance, mm-hmm. Um, uh, commercial property insurance. So like a building that we're in right sure. now, it could be healthcare benefits. Um, I, I I am licensed to do, to do those, uh, but I like to partner out with those um, only because that is such a massive undertaking, and I really feel like that's really important to people. I mean, mm-hmm. when you're talking about someone's health, sure. that's the last thing that that I want to be on the hook for. Right. But general liability, commercial auto, inland marine, uh, commercial property, work comp. Work comp is probably the most complicated next to commercial auto that that a business owner will have to deal with. And so, what and what what do you see typically are the landmines or the the blind spots for typical business owner on work comp? There's, there's a ton. But off the, off the top of my head, you have to make sure that you're classified correctly. You have to make sure that your coverages are aligned with whether, whether the ROC or the state has put, put that on you or whether a specific vendor, general contractor, or subcontractor is requesting that. So you could have uh, 100, 500, 100, or 500, 500, 500, or a million a million five hundred. So there's a, a a ton of different options that are in there. And so basically, the way that I look at work comp is is it's a state pool, so it might as well be a state tax. So you have to have your classifications correct. And if and if you don't have the right payroll involved in work comp, you're going to come back after an audit and you're going to write a check. So so understanding that payroll at the beginning of the year and and estimating that and then possibly adjusting along the way. You might be six months into the year going, whoa, we just picked up a huge job. I've just hired 10 people. My payroll is going to shoot up. Mm-hmm. You have to add that endorsement. Otherwise, you're going to write a check at the end of the year. And speaking of writing a check at the end of the year, what I know what it means, but I'm just quizzing you is what, um, you know, how does that work in the audit? Uh, again, just to explain it to everyone. Sure. So the way that work comp is classified. It's basically done off of a classification. So I just did one for a painting company. There you go. Give a good example. Painting yeah. company, uh, their classification is 5474. That's the uh, the work classification code for a paint shop for anyone who's climbing up a ladder and putting paint on a wall. So the way that the premium is calculated is the payroll times times that classification rate. So let's say it's $7 divided by 100. So for every every $100 
that is on your payroll, you're going to pay that $7. Which is based on a risk factor. Which is based off of a risk factor. Correct. A roofer might have a, a rate factor that's $15 because they might fall off roofs. Mm-hmm. Whereas an office worker, it might be $0.35. Cents. Got it. And what happens if you cheat it? Uh, if you cheat, <laughs> you can go to jail for well, sure. You know what but, I mean. But uh, odds are... Uh, you're gonna you're gonna end up coming out of pocket. So they're right. going to do an audit financial. They're gonna audit your your financials. They're gonna audit your uh, your profit and loss and your payroll. And they're gonna say, here's what you paid. Here's what you should have paid. Now you owe the difference. Right. Small businesses get bit so many times. Yeah. Because they start. I, I was a small business guy at one point. Did the same thing. It was like, okay, you got to work comp. Great. Let's go. Somebody talks about. State fund, whatever, just, okay, we got work comp now. Didn't care about whether they had the payroll right. Didn't care about the classification codes. But if you want to stay in business, you have to get that stuff right. Absolutely. So you have to find the right people. And in fact, like the the Arizona ROC, mm-hmm. they don't care about general liability. They don't care about your auto insurance. They don't care about your personal property or your commercial property or any of that. The only thing the ROC is ever going to ask you about is your work comp. Yeah. And, you know, Robert, I was thinking while you were talking of, you know, when I first got in business, I did the same thing. I yeah. just, t- you know, if I knew a Casey, I didn't know what any of that stuff meant. Now, of course, you, when you're old salty dogs like us, we've been through it a million times. But the the first time you go through an audit, you are scared. I'm not, because you, you don't know, you're not being deceitful. You just don't know if you documented you it. You don't know what correct. you don't know. Right. Yeah. And so you're, you're looking there going, oh my gosh, how much am I going to owe? Am I going to get penalized? And then you realize, oh, well, if I, if you're ethical and moral, you're, you're, you're doing right by doing right. But still, it's a scary, it's a scary thing. I have a nightmare story. Um, I, I, my beautiful wife is here today. She, you don't see her on the, uh, on the videos, but, um, we got in, we had a, a local insurance broker. And was it work comp? You don't remember? Um, yeah, I have made this poor woman melt down in our office. Uh, she came looking for a $15,000 check, and it was because of something that they had done wrong. So it's very important to find the right people um, that you can trust, not just somebody that's just going to write you something so they can make a little bit of money off of it. Casey, can you think of anything, um, you know, in the in the pre-work here we had identified you may be talking a little bit about the myths and truths in insurance. Do you want to elaborate on that at all? Or, Gosh, you know, I think that was more like uh, you hear a lot of things on social media where, oh, I get, um, I get five windshields a year because I live in Arizona. Oh, no, that's good. Go down that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Go well, down we have a one. lot of listeners that have a lot of commercial vehicles. Yeah. So. <laughs> so is that true? Ah, not really. No, that's a total myth. Should you have glass coverage? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I've got, I own two vehicles and they both have cracked windshields right now. That's just, that's just, now my wife was driving both of those. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, that yeah, absolutely. Wait till she listens or yeah, hears yeah, this. She's probably she send listening. The link. Right yeah, there be a, there's going to be a third crack, but yeah. uh, probably not on the windshield. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Baseball bat. <laughs> so those are just comprehensive. They're, most of the time they're included but they're also expensive. Mm-hmm. And so there's a few different things going on here. So you've got cell phones. These are the worst things that have ever happened to commercial auto because people are just sitting there. What? 
Keep, had, go, keep no, going. I had a client, side note, I had a client who we gave him amnesty, gave the employees amnesty. We're, you're not going to be in trouble, but what are you doing during your day? One guy, lead technician, said, I've been catching up on Sons of Anarchy. I watch it in on my dashboard. <laughs> while he's driving? Netflix on while he's driving. <laughs> wow. Now, we took steps to make sure that that didn't happen. And, and every business owner, especially if you have a fleet, should. There's devices that can shut down cell phones to only utilize either GPS or the specific service. Yeah, if you're um, listening right now, mark see, that like, time stamp down and see, you like, need to go is, back. This is the good stuff. Keep going, yeah. Casey. So, so those types of things exist. But then when it comes to like your auto windshield, some carriers, I'm, I'm not going to use any names right. or anything, but some carriers may, if you've had more than five windshield losses, they might say, might say, who's hitting this thing with a bat here? And then to mix in all of those signs that you see around town where, oh, $400, $500, $600 cash back for your windshield. Those, <laughs> what they're doing is that windshield company, that auto glass company is jacking up the price, charging it to your insurance company, and then handing cash back in the form of a refund. Does that sound good? Because all that's doing is driving everybody else's rates, rates up. up. So, yeah, it, it was so funny when you jumped on the window thing because there was somebody, I was reading something uh, not long ago, and a lady was complaining that she had, and she thought this was normal, she had had replaced she got her, her insurance got canceled because she had replaced seven windshields in four years. And the insurance company said that's excessive. And she was like, what do you mean that's excessive? That, that's actually extremely excessive. Yeah. She said, I've got, we've got a big family. We have lots of automobiles. They didn't care. And then people started chiming in. It was like, man, I, I, I may have replaced a windshield once every three years, you know? So yeah. Apparently you guys don't drive as much as I do. Cause I swear I get one about every three months on these roads. Well, people are probably throwing rocks at you. Yeah. But that's very easy. To what do. It, so here's one. I, and I'm kind of playing just along with as an audience member here. You see all the trucks, commercial trucks around town where oh. it's like, you know, they have the signs right on their, on their trailer. Like, don't call us, you know, rocks flying, all that kind of stuff. Is that how, explain to the layperson how the insurance works on on that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's probably just one one more way. I've never seen one that says, you know, stuff happens uh, yeah. with rocks. Yeah, I have. And they're saying just stay back whatever rocks do Yeah, come basically stay back. Don't call the, us. Yeah, don't call us. You're it's not our liability. Right it's the insurance is on right, you. Right, right. And, and I mean, I'm not a lawyer or anything, but no. if I heard that, I'd say, like, prove that that rock came from my client's truck. So let me ask it in a different sure. format. Sure. If I'm following XYZ trucking and a rock flies out. That's on you. Right. That's the point. Yeah. Is I just wanted it's to. It's not on the trucking company. It's not on the you. trucking company. Right. Yeah. You're, you're on the road. That is what it is. Now, side note. Yes. Those signs that you'll see on an HVAC or a plumbing company that mm -hmm. say, how's my driving or mm -hmm. no cell phone in here or mm -hmm. anything like that. Those signs are more effective than you can even imagine. So if a business owner, if you see, if you have those signs on your vehicle, you'll see an automatic reduction of like 25% of your claims oh. that come down just because the driver is now mindful of oh, someone, you know, some Karen or something could, could, could 
could call my boss. If you're named Karen, we apologize. Sorry about that. Especially the owner of this place. (laughs) (laughs) Wait till she hears this one. Don't worry, Karen. No, you did fine. Not that Karen. Different Karen. But those signs on the back of those service technician uh, vehicles are extremely effective. Man, we got money at about the 30-minute mark, and it's just rolling now. Yeah, no. So let's keep going. This is getting good now. Yeah, it really is good. This is like the secrets and the myths of this. So keep going, Casey. But on that, before you get on to the next secret, is there anything more like that? You mentioned the two. What about the ones that have the speed limit ones? So, So cell phone control, the signs... Uh, like a governor, like uh, you can't go above 55. Yeah, well, let's be honest. Some of them just print it. Right, right. So what a lot of them are doing now is, and these are great tools. So not only shutting down someone's phone, but having having a, a, a score, essentially. So having a driver's score. So the my best clients are where the owner is engaged with his clients having safety meetings and and showing them, hey, here's my score. My score is an 89. And I got an 89 because this morning I had a hard break because uh, a dog went out into the street. So whether you're accelerating, hard break, those are all things that can count against you. You can get this on your personal insurance as well. But on the commercial side, they're a little bit more ad- advanced uh, with the application. Can you get it for just your spouse's vehicle only uh i'm sure i'm sure she's looking at you yeah it's okay (laughs) i'm just curious but yeah so so that driver score can affect premium it can affect rankings i know companies that have said if you fall below a specific score uh whether that's for hard braking for speeding for acceleration those types of things then you're either going to be written up or we're going to let you go or we'll put you on some mm. type of warning. You know, um, now I worked for a place and, I, and I, I don't remember, maybe it was Sprint at the time or something, but they have devices that plug into the computer of your vehicle and they do all, they keep track of all of that and, and it shows up on a computer in, in an office somewhere of hard brake, quick acceleration, speed limits over, whatever. Are they taking that data and then using it an insurance to prove to an insurance company that they are following these guidance or to create that score? Yeah, and that's that's really the 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 point behind it mm-hmm. is to is to build accountability mm-hmm. essentially. So accountability of of the driver of of the company that they have a, a safety culture, sure. so to speak. But when it <laughs> when it comes to um, uh, analyzing that i would say that the small business what they might use that for i don't know they could use it for for routing and those types of things but are they just using it more to get their premiums down i mean is exactly. that what we're talking about yeah absolutely yeah another one is they i know that particular one that i'm that i'm talking about you know um measured how much an engine sat in idle so when you're in the service business you is a guy just sitting out in front of an address for a long time before he goes to the door anyway um yeah we'll take a break um be right back finish it up there comes a time when dreams become a reality when you see your vision materialize into a true work of art and the only way to get there is to choose a general contractor who shares that same vision and knows how to bring it to life at blue wave we aren't so big that we've forgotten where we've come from and we aren't so small that we can't care for your projects regardless of their size. 
When your vision deserves safety, perfection, timeliness, and expertise in order to become a reality, trust Blue Wave to get it done right the first time. Okay, next. So he got into these nuggets about like yeah, commercial I, auto, and I'm thinking, wow, this is I, like the top secret stuff, like the double secret probation, you know. Stuff. Well, it, every it's, just, it, it's funny because I think every business owner, entrepreneur, even maybe some managers that are listening, watching, you forget about all these little nuances that no, when, the, really when they sit down with their cases of the world and go, oh, well, why you? Know, back to before is, are you really reviewing your policy each year and mm-hmm. going through those things? So on that. You know, back to, I, I was going to go down what you were already mm-hmm. talking about, the GPS. and Because mm-hmm. I remember plugging those in on my personal thing, um, you know, with my carrier. Right. They were like, hey, do this for a month and we'll see. And it was a huge savings. Yeah. But is there anything that's being done in that regard on the CGL side? Is there anything that is being tracked and um, using technology now to get your premiums down on the CGL? Ooh. Because I can't think of any that would apply. No, the but only, are there secrets there too, Casey? Well, <laughs> again, making sure that your classification codes are lined up for your general liability. And I'll tell you what, liability insurance compared to the exposure is cheap. If you are interacting with the public, if you have a, have a business, you should have liability insurance no matter what. Not only is it going to protect you in the here and now, but it can protect you in the future. So if you look at a a commercial general liability policy, you'll have per occurrence. And that's typically dealing with like bodily injury. But there's also a nugget in there that says uh, each occurrence, but then the aggregate, and then products, products ongoing and completed that could also cover projects. So if you're a contractor and you have a, a claim six months after the completion, you could fall back on that general liability policy. You build a building and it falls down. Well, somebody else builds a building and it falls down. Yeah, I don't. Thank you for rephrasing that. Yeah, because you wouldn't build when it fell down. Yeah, I, it, it, I've been saved by general liability. You know, uh, I was in the underground utility business, and you can imagine you hit fiber optic cable, you, yeah, you know, sprinklers and flood people's houses. And the worst spot for those are actually in New York. Um, Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. And they'll get super, super, I mean, in any, anywhere mm-hmm. will get super technical, but that builder, that developer, you own that sewer line, that those underground uh, utilities, you mm-hmm. own those until the street. And if you hit any one of those, right. In a past life, we dealt with, with a underground utility that had to be ripped up for two miles. It was $11 million claim. So, a claim. Claim. For $11 million. Yes. Ouch. Yes. That business went out the window. Yeah. Even even with insurance. Yeah. 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 Did the insurance cover it? They did mm-hmm. eventually, mm-hmm. but it's a claim. And then you have things like loss runs, which is basically- Yeah. When it, how are they going to get insurance in the future? Exactly. Because yeah. right. exactly. cer- certainly they were canceled by that, that carrier. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's your advice on liability. What about advice on umbrella? So with an umbrella, as, as again, think of it in the context of a small business owner. Yeah. So one of the the most important things, like when I'm working with my clients, I always ask my clients three things. When was the last time you reviewed your insurance? That's the basic. <laughs> What's the answer to that? Uh, uh, you, you, some people are extremely hands on. Some people 
I have one client who hadn't reviewed their insurance since 2006. They had a $70,000 spend. We did a simple review. There was, there was projects in there that they hadn't touched that were completed 10 years ago. And we reduced their spend to $40,000. They bought a piece of capital equipment and opened a new division. Nice. Man, that's just good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So when was the last time you re reviewed your insurance? What are you doing to reduce your tax liability? And then what are you doing to attract and retain top talent? All three of those questions are centered around growth. I can help in all three of those areas beyond just placing insurance. There you go. Okay. But when it comes to specifically like an umbrella policy, everybody should have an umbrella policy. You should have a personal umbrella policy just because... Now, there's certain things that need to be met, certain criteria that need to be met for a, an umbrella policy. But again, you're talking, you're talking coverage beyond a million dollars, $2 million. Um, again, it's catastrophic. Catastrophic. Yeah, yeah, catastrophic. We had a client who they had a $10 million um, uh, umbrella policy. One of their drivers slid into um, a group of bicyclers and put one in a wheelchair and killed another. How do you put the price of somebody's life on a piece of paper? Mm -hmm. You have an umbrella policy that helps. And will it bring you to your knees? Yes, absolutely. Will it be emotional? Yep. Is it going to hurt? Yes. Yes, it is. But without that umbrella policy, you're going to end up in an apartment building because they're going to take every single asset that you have. Right. Sure. In that case, did it, did it protect them? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But then beyond that, who handles your media? So you kill a bicycler. Hello. Hello. I'm from Channel 12 News. I'd like to ask you a few questions, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So what do you say to the reporter who shows up? Right. Those types of things. So it goes beyond just insurance. Sure. Absolutely. But you said, you said, um, you know, um, you made the comment and, I, and I'm, I'm missing how you phrased it, forgetting how you phrased it about Keeping new ta keeping your talent or upgrading your talent, attracting and retaining top talent with with insurance. Sure, absolutely. What's when someone gets a new job mm -hmm. beyond bragging about the job, beyond bragging about the salary or the location or even what they're doing or the name of the company, the first thing that they're going to talk to you about is their benefits. Bingo. I feel like I just hit it over the fence because I was trying to figure out a way to get that in there. And I was like, he's going to say it. He's going to say it. So think like, of, yeah. So as a business owner, are you going to give your, your, your employees benefits because you really, really like them? No. You're going to give it to them because there's tax advantages with it. There's a way to hide is a tough word. Yeah, but I understand it. Yeah. But you can invest in plans where compensation can be pushed aside. Yeah. Deferred. Deferred. Thank yeah. you. That was the word I was searching yeah. for. Yeah. Look, boy, he's got, you've got things going on in the mind, right? Yeah. Now. I got smoke coming out of my ears yeah. thinking about this. Cause I was with a gentleman over the last few days that he was talking, he really got into a heavy conversation about benefits and insurance too, where in the environment that we're in right now, the, the, the conventional comp plans are just meaningless. They really are. You know, if you're not doing some very holistic things within your organization to not only attract, but more importantly, to retain, 
your your has been. And Correct. so I think what Casey's hitting on is, you know, it's one thing to look at it through the employer's eyes of how does this do those things to get them and keep them there, but then conversely, what does that mean to those people that are call it employees or contributors to that organization? It's just as important to them or if not more important. So matching those up in today's environment, I, I think is critical for all of us. Yeah. I, the, the whole piece of being able to uh, attract or retain that talent with the tool of insurance, health insurance I, I, is amazing. Especially well, when you get to be an old man like me, that's, it's really, it's, it's important when you're going to a new place. Well, it's beyond that. I mean, you can, let's go down. I mean, you could offer short-term long disability, long-term disability, uh, oh, you know, dental, uh, even though those are kind of healthcare related and I, and in case I'm sure there's five or six other, you know, ancillary things that people are throwing out there because they bundle it or like what we do, I don't know what you do at yours. We have a base and then uh, that we pay for exclusively a hundred percent. And then we offer other things as, as a pre-tax benefit to the employees. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of employers look at that as well. Right. Casey? What, what, I mean, just think of something as small, like pet insurance. Mm-hmm. Would have never thought of that one. Pet insurance. No, I actually heard that one. And I think that my employer does that. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. And the number of people that, could use pet insurance. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Daryl, do you have pet insurance? <laughs> do you have a pet? Okay. Okay. Easy. So um, it's interesting. You brought all this up. The place that I'm working for that I've gone to, which is also our sponsor, Contracting, is the first place that I've ever been to that pays 100% of everything. Whether it's your dependents, your... You know, With the dependents. Everything. Yeah, we wow. do the same thing. Do you? Yeah. Um, good for you. We, well, we, we did it because back to what you were saying, it was, ca- you know, conscious capitalism and doing the right thing. If you take some things just off the table, mm-hmm. then you can focus on other things that really matter. And to me, that when we looked at it from a financial perspective, it was almost a no brainer. It's like, really, let's just do this. So you had to take the attitude and the approach on this. My father-in-law has taught me quite a few things uh, in the financial world. So one, he who pays owns. But pigs get fed and hogs get slaughtered. Okay. So if you come in at the, at the state minimum benefits, which is 50% of just the employee only, and then put everything else, you know, if they've got four kids and, and they got to pay for their wife, well, now all of a sudden they're coming out of pocket, like 1500, 2000 bucks a month that might hurt versus, Hey, we can still capture the tax benefits as a company on this and retain this over a longer period because odds are that employee is now going to stay f- with you for five years. It takes seven it years. out of the conversation. Absolutely. It just is no longer a part of, well, I've got to go somewhere because I've got to have been. I will tell you though, that's extremely rare. Oh, I, I, it's the first one that I had ever heard of. And so I get the stuff and I'm looking through it, you know, doing my whole thing. I'm like, well, that, that's a hundred percent. Oh, dental. Oh, that's a hundred percent. Everything's a hundred percent. I, I was just, I was floored. Um, yeah, there's there's a, so much that goes into it. Like, I, I got a text message the other day that says, "What's what's the coinsurance next to my deductible?" Well, you got to pay that too. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. And it can be confusing. Um, and when someone's picking a benefits provider, make sure that you get one who's going to spend the time with with your clients and have those ongoing educational meetings. 
So that's another way that you can uh, retain that. Yeah, I'm glad we finally got into all, all the, the down and dirty stuff. Yeah, we started off yeah, you know, massaging around it, and then we got deep we into it. We finally just ripped the Band-Aid off. Uh, with that, I think um just kind of going to wrap it up here, Casey, because the, but I want to leave a couple messages, I think, and that is for the audience out there, the main reason, or one of the main reasons I wanted to get Casey on was, again, give other inspiration outside of what Robert and I are doing in our podcast and a bunch of our peers, you know, with the help of what Karen and Daryl are doing here at Max 6 and, and, and uh, Phoenix Business Radio X. But, um, you know, to have, take your inspiration of where you kind of did this organically on your own, creating Casey's mm-hmm. Corner, really paying it forward, the conscious capitalism, those kind of things of being an ambassador of Quan in your in your neighborhood and in your community, that was the cool message for me that I wanted to get out because no. in building Arizona, the way we're doing this, there's so many more people connected to building Arizona that I think are in the, the small to medium business group versus the, you know, some of the juggernauts that we've had on as guests. Mm. And that was the connection that I wanted to have you on for. So I think, you know, for those of you listening and watching, if Casey can do it, and two old curmudgeons like us can do it. Yeah. Anyone can do it. No, and it was, and, and, and thanks. I, yeah. And, and I just thought it was awesome when you started in, you know, I was like, oh, wow. Um, yeah, this guy belongs here. It, it, it's good stuff. And I really, hats off to you. I mean, it, it's, it, I tell people this all the time. It works. Showing up every day, being consistent, just doing your thing, but doing it every day, just, Stay at it. Number one, you get better at it, but it really does work. And people do start watching for it, following. They'll go back and say, you know, I know somebody that, that puts on, but he's probably touched on this and then goes back and finds somebody. Yeah. That well, the classic to. one I was thinking the other day was that you had a painter. Mm-hmm. How many times do you get asked, hey, do you know a painter? Now, all the time. no offense, but I get, I get yeah. that hit up all the time. Yeah. And yes, I know a bunch of them, mm-hmm. but more on the commercial side than the residential. Correct. And the first thing I'd be like, oh, who's that guy on Casey's? Yeah. Now, why did that stay in my subconscious? Because it was video, sure. first of all, not not something print. Mm-hmm. And we know the the impact of of video over sure. anything else. So I, I just think that's another testament. So, yeah. I get and, it. And uh, on that, the other thing is, uh, other advice takeaway, for, for those of you watching and listening, don't be too afraid to ask the tough questions on the insurance. Oh, just, just sit down with your agent and broker. And you're not an expert at that, just like a doctor writing a prescription. That's Casey's language. That's, that's whether it's Casey or any or whoever you have as your agent and broker. Sit down and ask those tough questions because understanding that will a save lives and and you a lot of exposure and risk mm-hmm. and save you some money. How do people get a hold of you, Casey? You can find me on Facebook. Okay, uh, Casey Kendall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have a Facebook group, uh, Casey's Corner. Uh, that you can find uh, my website prosperitynorthadvisors.com uh, my email casey at prosperitynorthadvisors.com and my office number 480-730-2430 and you're going to see all this information uh, on our website phoenix business radio website on our youtube channel subscribe to our youtube channel we've got we're going to add other content other than just podcasts you'll see stuff on there yeah we're excited for the next chapter yeah yeah it, it, and and again every friday now 3 p.m mountain standard i'm sorry monday good i saw the look in your eye and you were like 
He's old hey, guy in it again. Hey, it's Monday. Yeah, Monday. <laughs> Thank you. Monday, 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, this has been a blast. Uh, they always go by too fast. Yeah. And well, yeah, most all go, go by too fast. It was a pleasure having you on. Thanks, Casey. Thank you very much. All right. You've been listening to the Mac and Blue Show, brought to you by Tory Contracting and Blue Wave General Contracting. Be sure to subscribe to the Mac and Blue Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Follow Robert Johnson and JJ Levensky on LinkedIn and Instagram. Tune in live every first and third Thursday at 3 p.m. as we continue to introduce you to the people building Arizona. Walt Disney said, you can dream, create, design, and build the most wonderful place in the world, but it requires people to make the dream a reality. Until next time, make it a great day.